and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.catherineplano.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have a super amazing guest for you as always, Christy Whitman. Christy is a transformational leader and the New York Times bestselling author of The Art of Having It All. She has appeared on the Today Show and The Morning Show and her work has been featured in People Magazine, 17, Women's Day, Hollywood Life and Teen Vogue and many more. Christy knows firsthand the challenges you face in magnetizing and manifesting your dreams. At her lowest point in 1998, she was living in a rented room, separated from her family and support system after moving from Chicago to California for the latest in a long string of wrong guys. Buried under $60,000 in credit card debt, unemployed and 30 pounds overweight, she met a meditation teacher and started learning how to work with energy to manifest what she wanted. Today, she lives in Utopia. Her newest book, The Art of Having It All, is the second of her books to hit the New York Times bestsellers list. She is a master certified law of attraction coach and the CEO and founder of the Quantum Success Coaching Academy, a 12 months certification program for law of attraction coaches. She's now married to her soulmate, Frederick, and a mom of two amazing boys, Alexander and Maxim. Christy's life-changing messages reaches over 200,000 people a month and her work has been promoted by and featured with esteemed authors and luminaries such as Marianne Williamson, uh, Dr. Wayne Dwyer, Marcy Shimoff, Brian Tracy, uh, Abraham Hicks and Louise Hayes. It's now time to tune into this abundant manifesting woman of inspiration. Enjoy. So today we have a super special guest for you. All the way from Arizona, we have Christy Whitman. Welcome to I Am One Project. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here with you. I was just having a a chat with uh, Christy before we got on the show and she was just explaining to me she just went for a two-hour hike and she just looks glamorous. You can't even tell (laughs) she's gone from a hike. Sorry? I said, you're so funny. I don't think I look glamorous, but you're very sweet. <laughs> oh, gosh, I look like, I wish I looked like you after a two-hour hike, that's for sure. Thank you. So, Christy, for our listeners, uh, I'm sure they want to know all about who Christy Whitman is. So, tell us your story. How did you get to where you got to? 
Well, uh, that's a long story. Um, I've been practicing what I now teach for about 20 years. And I, um, I just found myself in a place where I did everything I was supposed to do. I was told that, you know, when you make money and you find the love of your life and you go and get a college degree and you do this and that, that then you'll be happy. You know, those are the things that I was conditioned to believe. And I found myself living in Chicago. I had a tiny little, you know, body. I had really good career success. I was just promoted to a, re- you know, a regional manager, taking care of the whole Midwest for a wine company. Had a guy that I was just crazy about, you know, and money in the bank. I mean, everything was going really well. And I found myself so empty and so alone. And I was really seeking. Um, you know, I was like, okay, so I'm. I check the boxes and I have everything I'm supposed to have to make me happy and nothing's making me happy. And so I started going into what I call my, my spiritual crisis because I wanted to find something that was, would fulfill me from within and I wasn't finding it. And I ended up moving to California for the guy I was so crazy about. And, um, I found meditation and I, I actually found a woman that taught me, about energy and about how our thoughts create our reality. And she was doing like a psychic reading. That's why I went to her. And she was tired talking to me about all these different things and about, do I meditate? And I really need to start meditating. And, and I started, I, it just opened up to this whole different world for me. And what happened was amazing because everything then fell apart in my life. Yet I found a connection to myself that I've never found before. So I found myself about $60,000 in debt. The wonderful man that I was in love with um, ended up being one of those guys that cheated on me and I didn't know. Um, I was living in a house, a room in a house from um, with a very, very strange woman because I couldn't, you know, I, I didn't have enough money and I didn't know anybody to have my own place. And I also quit my job as wine person uh, once I got into the, the San Francisco Bay Area because I just, I, I, I couldn't do it anymore. So I had this time to meditate and I had this time to start really paying attention to my thoughts and create a whole different relationship with myself and my divine. And as it seemed like everything was falling apart around me, I was blossoming and and just connecting in a way that I never had before. And from that point forward, I was able to then start really recreating my life. And so by applying what I now teach, the, you know, universal laws, especially the seven essential laws, I, um, I got recruited to Sacramento to find this really great job. And I found this wonderful man that I was in an eight year relationship with. And I naturally lost weight easily again. And, you know, everything started really um, flowing into place and it, life became easier. But it was it was like from the inside out instead of working so hard from the outside in. And about five years into applying this information that I now teach, um, my first book came through me. Um, I was doing a meditation at night, and all of a sudden I saw a book cover with my name on it. And it said Perfect Pictures by Christy Whitman and had this beautiful um, picture on it. And the pages just started to unfold, like they started like um, flipping open. And so I went to bed that night. And one of five in the morning, I was woken up by a voice that was literally talking to me, giving me the first sentence, first paragraph, basically the first chapter. And I couldn't stop, like I could not stop the voice. And um, I was trying to go back to sleep, but it wouldn't let me. So I got up and wrote down what I was hearing. 
And for seven nights in a row, that happened to me at the very same time. And so um, I became an author. I, I, I had just went to a church, a, um, Re- a Reading Religious uh, Science Church, and a woman t- named Terry Cole Whitaker was there. And she was, you know, a published author. So I had emailed her and I said, how do you get a book published? Because I think I'm writing a book. And so she told me, go online and find a literary agent. So I did. And um, I got the book published. And when I had the book actually in my hand and I, you know, had my parents and my family and friends who were not, not my target audience. Um, when I had them buy it, I was like, okay, now what? So I started speaking in spiritual churches and or spiritual um, bookstores and, you know, like new thought churches and people started asking me to coach them. And my frame of reference back then was like, coach, what do you mean? Like a football coach, a, you know, cheerleading coach. I mean, I was like, what are you talking about? And I had no idea that there was this thing called a life coach. And so I, I just said, no, call me on the phone and, you know, I'll help you. And with the training that I had and, you know, the, the intuitiveness that I had, I, the people that were on the, these phone conversations with me, their lives were starting to change. And I loved helping them. So I went to school to become a coach. And um, the rest, they say, is history. So now I'm an author, a coach, a speaker, a teacher, a healer. And um, just loving what I do. And my life is completely unrecognizable from the person that I was 20 years ago. And um, I truly believe that I have my dream life. I just pinch myself. I mean, all aspects of my life are amazing. Is it perfect every single day? No, because there's contrast that shows up for all of us in this uh, life experience. But I now know how to navigate when contrast comes up so that I'm able to turn it around and create what I want in my life by applying the universal laws. Wow. I am covered in goosebumps. Christy, there's so many questions I have for you. So (laughs) I think let's go back to the very start when you were saying, and I think this is something that we all do. We tend to seek external of ourselves. Uh, to find happiness. And then, yes. like you said, wonder why, you know, all of a sudden we've got the house, we've got the husband, we've got the, the job we've got, and then all of a sudden we just don't feel fulfilled or happy. And and I love the, the fact that it is an inside job. It is really an inside job because that's when you truly find your happiness and your bliss and so forth. And that's when things actually start really um, manifesting for you. So I love that story. Um, what I am interested in, and I'm sure our listeners are too, when you talked about the seven essential laws, what are those seven essential laws? Well, I'll, I don't know if you want me to list them and go through them or any of I'd that. I'd love but- to. Okay, so the the first law is is law of attraction, which most of us have heard about, and that's like attracts like. You know, for me, a lot of people are trying to apply the law of attraction. Law of attraction is always being applied, so it's like a mirror just reflecting what we are giving out as energy beings. So there's law of attraction, then there's the law of deliberate creation, which is where we, as an energetic being, get to choose our thoughts, choose our emotions, our perceptions, our you know any anything that. Any energy that emits from our energy signal tower, we're the one that gets to deliberately choose what that's going to be instead of creating by default. Then there's the law of allowing, which allows us to be in a more expansive allowing state. And this is huge for relationships. Then there's a law of sufficiency and abundance, which is not only my favorite law, but I feel like if we learn to master how to apply the law of sufficiency and abundance, every other law, you know, um, comes into place. And our lives 
literally change. And I can go, I mean, I have courses just on that alone. I mean, it's just amazing law and, and it's fun to apply. And, um, most of us are rooted in lack and limitation and have limitations and, um, think we're limited and, um, it's just not the truth of who we are. So the law of, um, law of detachment is the fifth law. And that's that to attain anything in the physical world, we have to release our emotional energetic attachment to it. And then there's, um, number six is the law of, um, polarity, which is that everything has two sides to it. There's the front hand, the back hand, you know, there's hot and cold up and down. There's lack and abundance, love, fear, um, everything that we experience here on planet earth as a human, there's always polar opposites. And then there's a spectrum in between and where we choose to be on that spectrum is what we will continue to attract. And then there's the law of pure potentiality that who we are and, you know, what we think of in our minds that we want, whether it's a partner, a job, a career, more money, um, you know, a house that we want to live in, everything is pure potentiality and that we as this unlimited being have the potential to create it in our lives. If we can think about it, we actually can create it. Wow, love that. I was thinking uh, more around the uh, universal laws, but I absolutely love these laws. And can I ask you, just in regards to the polarities, obviously that's a dichotomy. And is this, um, I'm, I'm guessing, the contrast you were talking about? Yeah, so exactly. If you look at, if, if you start to look at life as, you know, we have so many variety here in this human experience that we have. I mean, it's like, Think about going to a buffet and the buffet has like every kind of food possible that there is, right? And we get to choose what we want to put on our plate. But a lot of times what happens is people look at the buffet and then they look at life just like I'm about to describe, you know, they go, they get excited, they go up to the buffet and they see that there's something they don't like on the buffet. Instead of focusing on what they do like and what they do want, they're pissed off that the, you know, what they don't like is on the buffet. So the example I always like to, you know, explain is that I just don't like food with curry. Curry's not my, I don't like it as a spice. I just don't like the smell of it. I don't like curry. Other people may, great. But for me, it'd be like if I walked up to a buffet and was so excited and saw the pastas and the lobster and the filet mignon and, you know, and the beautiful desserts, but then I saw the curry and my mind became so focused on the curry. Like, why would someone put curry on the buffet? Now I can't have what I want. Now I'm not going to be able to enjoy it. The, to the smell of curry is going to get in everything. It's going to ruin everything. And that's unfortunately how a lot of people look at life. Instead of looking at something they don't want as just contrast to give them the idea of what they do want um, and ask yourself, what do I want instead? We tend to focus on the lack or the problem mm -hmm. or what we don't want. And then it takes us away from the possibilities that do exist. Yeah, spot on. So I do agree with that. Like we do tend to focus on, I know exactly what I don't want. But when you ask somebody, what exactly do you want? And especially, I find this with women, especially the women that have always been, because we, I think we're natural givers, mothers. And um, I think that sometimes we leave ourselves out of the equation. And so when it comes to us, what is it that we want? We find it really hard and we struggle. 
So with the polarity, I just want to sort of hone into that one a little bit. With the polarity, say, for example, and this comes up a lot, um, where uh, individuals want to create an abundance or create a wealthy business or uh, or whatever or successful business, but then there's on the other side of of that, there's maybe some limiting beliefs of I'm not worthy of that. Or how do you then bring those two together at a higher vibration so that they're no more a polarity? Or a contrast. Well, you know, it's like it's like the first thing I said, right? It's like you know, we have to ask ourselves, what do I want? My my three favorite questions that I always ask myself is, what do I want? Why do I want it? And then, how do I want to feel? Because most of us, uh, we want to feel a certain way, and that's why we want anything that we want, whether it's to get away from some type of pain or to move towards something that we want. We have either this longing for something or this frustration about something. And if we can look for what is it that I want? Why do I want it? How do I want to feel? Then get into that essence place, that feeling place, because that's the vibration. So for example, if I, when I was wanting to attract my um, husband into my life, I could feel this longing to be in a relationship with someone and knowing what I knew, it was like, okay, what is it that I'm feeling I'm missing Because if I'm still in this place of lack and I feel like I'm in this longing place, then I'm coming from lack. And even if I meet him, there's going to be a a total mismatch of vibration because I don't want to mat. I don't want to find someone that's also coming from a place of lack. So what is it that I really want? And for me, it was connection. I really, really wanted a deep connection. So I had to take time and I had to deliberately put myself in a place of connection with myself. And when I, when I did that and I cultivated that feeling of connection with me inside of me being alone and being okay with it, um, going out to dinner, going to a movie by myself. And while I was doing that, going to lunch by myself, while I was doing that feeling connected to myself, that's when I met my husband and I was coming from a place of just really being full of myself, not in a, a way that we think of it from a conceited type of place. But I was so connected to myself that when he saw me and I saw him, it was it was a beautiful connection. Mm, I totally understand now. I think so. You're looking at the what, the why, and the how. And I think with the feeling, the feeling it's really about um, because obviously, if you're trying to attract whatever that may be, you have to vi- have that same vibration within, don't you? So that feeling is that fuel that that creates that vibration of of what, whatever that may be for you, whether it's abundance, whether it's love or health or wealth or whatever that may be. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. And the thing is, like with the law of polarity to remember is that say someone wants to attract a partner, say they want to attract more money. So it doesn't matter what the subject is. The law of polarity says that there could be one subject, so it could be money, but you're energetically on the one spectrum, on one side of the pole of lack so your focus, I really want more money. I really need more money. When is money going to come? Like I'm, I'm trying focused on money. They say this law of attraction, if you focus on it, it's going to come, but it's coming from this like panicky and anxious, you know, like polar opposite way of lack and limitation. I don't have it. And until I have it, I'm not going to be whatever, you know, satisfied, or I'm not going to be fulfilled, or I'm not going to feel secure or whatever it is. And we cannot come from, uh, we cannot attract what we want from when we're in lack. So the polar opposite of that is looking at the subject of, say, money and coming from the place of abundance. 
And a lot of times if we don't have what we want, the doorway into abundance is satisfaction. So that's like the middle ground. If we, if we come from a place of being satisfied, looking for the positive aspects, appreciating what is while also being excited about what's coming, that's the perfect place to manifest. Cause now you're not in the vibration of lack and limitation. You're in the vibration of like, okay, even if I have $5 to my name, I've got $5 to my name. I, I can go and, you know, get some bread if I need to. I mean, finding some kind of positive aspect. I would do that when I was in my corporate America job and I really didn't care for what I was doing. I didn't like my boss. I mean, there were so many things that I could have every single day focused on the negative, but every single day before I went into my job, I would think about what are the positive aspects. I'm like, the positive aspects are I don't have to work on weekends and at night so I could coach my clients at that time. I have two weeks vacation so I could do whatever I want. I make a lot of money so I could go and, you know, be free to take trips home or to go see my girlfriend or, you know, as I was single at the time, um, I was able to be 20 minutes away from my house. So even if I felt, you know, drained in the middle of the day, I could go home for lunch and refill my, my tank and, and eat, you know, healthy foods. Um, you know, I had people that I liked at work to work with that I could go and play with during the day. So or go grab tea with or something. So, um, you know, looking for the positive aspects completely changes the vibration than if, oh my God, my boss is just such a jerk or God, the people I work with are just, you know, da, 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 or oh, the, the work I'm doing is so meaningless. Like why am I even doing, you know, it, it's, it's all about vibration and it's all about perspective. And you really have to be conscious because that's a, I mean, because I think that most of us, our default position can be a little bit pessimistic because of everything around us. You know, like, you know, you look at the news, you look at everything around us in our environment. It's not always positive. So to, to remain positive, it has to be a real conscious effort because I think what you're talking about is amazing. But I think that this is where we find it a little bit where I think that we've had a few guests on the show where I think some of our listeners struggle with. It's because it's like, it takes so much more effort to actually be more conscious because our default position to, would be on that treadmill because everything's so fast, but to be more appreciative and be gra- grateful. And, and uh, uh, I love practicing gratitude, so I'm, I'm always grateful for everything that I have, which is what you were talking about, if you can appreciate every little thing. And even sometimes I think that sometimes what how I've done it is like I've almost like, you know, um, acted out as if I already had that with me right now. And what would that feel like? So I play it out as if I already have it. Yeah, I mean, be grateful. You know, I always love to do a practice of, you know, talking to the universe, the divine, God, goddess, all that is, whoever your higher power, whatever word you use, it could be Sally, it doesn't really matter. But whatever higher being you know, thanking that part of you or that, you know, part of the universe for all the things you do have and thanking it in advance for all the things that you do desire and thanking it for as if it's already happened, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that can be like relationships. If something I was having um, some difficulty in a, in a publishing relationship and I was just thanking the divine for letting it be so supportive and easy to do and easy to be in and, you know, having free flowing and, it's amazing because soon the relationship and the interaction completely shifted and changed. You know, I, I would thank my, um, my divine for the beautiful, loving, supportive relationship I had with my mother-in-law when that wasn't the case. 
but I was, you know, prepaving what I did want by giving gratitude to it and, and giving gratitude for what I did want, even though I didn't currently have it. And then it morphs into, it does, it's amazing how it happens and how it does shift and change. It does, doesn't it? I think it's also how we respond and react. It's funny, I was just actually uh, uh, sharing um, something with a friend that, you know, all the pains, like every relationship, they go through their, you know, their little em- waves or roller coasters, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it, you know, your ups and downs. And I think it's how we respond and how we react to it. And I think that if you can embrace the challenges and actually look at them, like, what have I learned from this and actually embrace the pain, if you want to call it pain, but it's, it's really about, once again, it goes back to that whole vibration. It's what you hold in your space to what you can actually manifest or, or allow it to play out. Absolutely. And that's why I love when we look at, you know, contrast. So something that we don't want, it could be, you know, being stuck in traffic. It could be, you know, getting caught in the rain. It could be, um, you know, losing your keys. It could be gaining weight. It could be, you know, being lonely. It doesn't matter what the contrast is. It could be something really small or it could be something really big and significant. Whenever we're focused on what a problem is, we cannot find a solution when we're in that energetic place. I mean, even Einstein said that it's like, you cannot, you know, come to a a solution with the same mind that created the problem. So as long as we're asking ourselves those questions, like, what do I want? You know, why do I want that? And, And when you start to go into the why I want it, you start actually moving the energy within your body. Because then when you say, why do I want it? You're like, well, because I want free roads, I want to get to work on time, I want to have it easy, I want to enjoy my travels, I, you know, whatever, whatever the thing you want is. And when you start looking at the why you want it, and you're not going back to why you don't have it, um, when you stay in that positive space, that opens up energetically. That's and that kind of gives you a sense of it gives you a sense of what's the, what's the feeling I'm after. Hmm. I mean, that's like me. I always say there's no such thing as uh, problems, only opportunities. Because I think that, once again, like you said, a problem can keep you stuck, whereas an opportunity opens your mindset to finding solutions. Yeah, I have to tell you, so it was amazing. Um, I've been saying since the kids were really small that there's a solution to every problem. And so the other day on Valentine's Day, my I woke my son up, Alex. I'm like, happy Valentine's Day. And he all of a sudden got in this panic. He's like, oh, I didn't buy Valentine's for my class. And you're going to have to go to the store. And I'm like, uh, nope, it's 645 in the morning. I am not running to a store to get Valentine's. You had time. We talked about this. You never told me, blah, blah, blah. So um, I said, here's the thing. This is my boundary. I'm not running out right now at the last minute. I don't do things last minute. And he goes, I'll figure out something. And I'm like, good. And so he decided to hand make Valentine's for all of his kids in his class. And after he felt so proud of himself and he said to me, he goes, mom, it's like you always say, there's a solution to every problem. Oh, I love that. That is so gorgeous. Sweet. And so what did he make little cards? He did. He had these little pop-out monster things oh. that um, he got. And so he had, I think, 22 of them, and he was missing six of them because he had 26 kids in his class. So he hand-created just like a little drawing for the rest of them, you oh. know. So That is yeah. so and, gorgeous. And so he, he became very resourceful, yeah. you know, and he looked at – he's trained to look at, okay, this is the problem. What's the solution? And like I always say to him, there's at least nine options for any given situation. 
And then when you start listing them, okay, here's the situation. What are the options to get out of this, you know, problem or what, what are the options here? And my husband do that. And I do that together. Instead of looking at the problem and freaking out at the problem, it's like, all right, where, what solutions do we have available? And so, and we start listing them. Some solutions aren't that great, but when you start at least opening up to the energy and the possibility, the consciousness of what is possible, then the real thing reveals itself. And it's like, that sounds good. Yeah, that, that will work. Oh, I love that you've even got a number to it. Nine options. I love that because that would really stretch your thinking. Yes, it does. And I get challenged like Alex, old, my son, he's eight. He's like, well, name, name them, name all nine options, you know? And then it's like, I got to start getting creative of, you know, instead of hitting your brother, there might've been nine options that you could have done instead. He's like, like what? Name them. I'm like, you could have come got mommy. That's one. You could have come and told daddy. That's two. You know, you could have told Maxim, stop it. That's three. You know? And, and I look at him, he's like, what's the other six? You know? So he, I'm like, okay, we got to stretch and look for what are the other options here? You know, you could have taken yourself out of the room and gave yourself a timeout calmed yourself down and then came back in, you know, that's four. So you start looking for the solutions. Um, and when you're in the situation, when you feel like there's such a problem, um, it does, it shifts the energy. And once you shift the energy, you shift, you have opportunity to shift your perspective and everything changes. 100% agree with that. So Christy, I just want to, um, uh, unpack a little bit more about your, uh, seven laws here. Just so for myself and for our listeners, I'm sure they're very curious. So when we're talking the law of attraction, that's how we vibrate, right? So obviously our vibration, depending on our vibration, so we should be checking in with ourselves on a daily basis. What am I, um, I guess, where is my vibration at? Is that correct? Well, yeah, what I always like to say is, again, it's it's just a matter of law of attraction is just going to give you what you give out. But if you're if you're checking in with yourself, it's like, are you feeling good or are you feeling bad? Yep. If you're feeling bad, you're in lack because lack always feels bad. If we are in limitation of any kind, we as a human being that is also a non-physical being, our non-physical part of us is always in that place of expansion and in abundance. There, you know, so as a unlimited being, the truth of who we really are, if we feel limited in any way, we feel bad. And that's because we're in lack and limitation. So just even checking in with yourself, am I feeling bad? Yes. Well, then what am I thinking? Mm. What am I, what am I believing? Where am I limiting myself? So I have completely eliminated the word can't yep. from my vocabulary. Right. And anytime, you know, anytime I hear someone tell me I can't do something, I'm like, well, I'm pretty unlimited. So let's figure out a way to, because there is no can't in my, you know, in my vocabulary, because that is that word can't or should or must or have to, that's very limiting. And our language, words are very important. Our language that we use is extremely important. So whenever you find yourself in feeling bad, what is the language that you're using about yourself, about somebody else? What are you thinking? What's the perception? If you're checking in, you're like, yeah, I feel pretty good. Great. Then you're aligned with who you are. You're aligned with abundance. But it's when you're feeling bad, that's when you have to really shift and do a little bit of work. Because if you continue to feel bad, you're going to continue to attract things of that same vibration. Right. And then the, the next one was deliberate choice. Is that very similar to free will? So that you, there is always a choice. That is exactly what it is. It's, yeah. We are the ones, no matter what situation, circumstance, happens around us, whatever contrast shows up, 
you know, we get to deliberately choose how we're going to perceive it, how we're going to think about mm. it, how we feel about it. And if we continue, it's like, again, remember law of attraction is just giving us more of the vibration that we're giving out. So for example, a bill might come and all of a sudden we're feeling like, oh my God, I don't have enough money. When am I going to ever have enough money? I don't ever have enough money. We get into this spiral of like this lack and limitation and it's going to just continue that spiral of law of attraction, bringing us continued lack of money, more bills coming, feeling stressed. Until we get out of that and the bill comes and we say, I'm so grateful that I have money in the bank. I'm so grateful that I have enough money that when my bills come, I can easily pay it. I'm so grateful that I feel free when it comes to money, you know, and start telling ourselves that. And, and in the beginning, when it's not true, when, we, you know, when it's like, it's not the exact alignment of that, of, of our reality, we have to kind of put reality aside for a moment and look at what we do want so that we're vibrationally changing and shifting the energy around it. Because mm -hmm. that's what then will change your outer reality. But it starts with vibration first. And people don't do it consistently enough to actually shift their vibration to actually then shift their circumstances and situations. Right. And then the next one with allowing, and I love I love allowing, but I think for for me, and this is this is one when we talk about when we're talking about manifestation, or we want to create abundance, whatever that may be for the individual. That sometimes when we we're actually focusing too much on it, we're almost creating this vortex and we're pushing it away. So there comes a time where we need to actually sit back and allow it to come to us. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. Um, whenever we feel any type of negative motion. Anytime we feel any type of restriction, anytime we feel any resistance, we're not in an allowing space and we're slowing down the process. Right. I gotcha. Yep. Uh, then the question in reg regarding to abundance, how, because with the abundance, is that very much uh, aligned with the attraction piece or is that completely different? Yes, because abundance, that's why I love when you work with the law of sufficiency and abundance, when you start to just apply being in alignment with abundance, you then emit one of the highest vibrations in the universe. So then law of attraction matches that vibration. When you're in abundance, you're in an allowing space, you're completely detached, you're deliberately choosing, you're in alignment with complete potentiality. So, you know, all of the laws, you're on the pole of abundance. So all the laws are at work here. Mm -hmm. And you are working with, you know, shifting from lack to abundance. That's why I find it's the most important work that we can do as human beings is really checking in with ourselves and saying, okay, you know, I've been trained. We as a society from the media, from our parents, from, you know, and, and good, good intentioned and good meaning people um, just live their lives in lack and limitation. And we get conditioned as little human babies when we come in and we can perpetuate the cycle of lack and limitation. The media does not help it with all the doom and gloom and everything that they're constantly putting through the airwaves. So, you know, the more, more we focus on that, that becomes the, um, that literally becomes our world. You know, my, my husband, I, I love him so much. He actually got a text message. He's, he's a Canadian. His family lives in Canada. He actually just got a text message from his mom that both of us were like in shock he, and his mom said, you know, Frederick, you really live in a sick country. And it was like, what? I mean, because she's watching the news and she's oh. seeing what's happening in the country. 
and we've had some school shootings and things like that. It's like, it's not all like that. I mean, we look out our window and yes, it's sad and yes, things need to be changed. And, but it's like, we are in a beautiful neighborhood and we're, we're surrounded with love and we love our lives and we've created a life for ourselves that's full of abundance and everything is reflective of that. You know, it's like when you get into a higher vibration, you're actually protected. I have a, a student that went through my coaching academy, the Quantum Success Coaching Academy, and, you know, she practices this information and she's bringing such high vibration to herself and to her family that the school that just got um, had a shooting in Florida, her daughter goes to that school mm-hmm. and she happened to not go to school that day. Wow. And that's, and that's how you're protected. Because you are a vibrational match to everything. Mm. I believe in that. I really do. And I think that um, you know, as, as I'm listening to you, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm listening to uh, Esther Hicks. It's amazing. <laughs> sound very similar. Um, the other thing, um, and, and look, I, I'm, I'm white. I actually don't watch the news and I don't read the newspapers because of exactly that. I, I think it's, for me, I'm too sensitive to that kind of information. And I think that affects my vibration. You know, when I hear stories like that, I think that I'll carry that for a couple of days. You know, I'll send them blessings and so forth, but it's one of those exactly. things I'm too sensitive for it. Exactly. Me too. Mm. Um, now, one thing I did want to ask, because I know we talk about, you mentioned detachment. Now, how can you detach? I mean, if you're trying to manifest abundance, right, if you want to manifest, a, you know, more clients or more money in a business or or a love, what you know, whatever that may be for the individual, how do you then detach yourself from it because you was you mentioned before that you've got to release the emotional attachment so when's the right time to detach yourself from what you're manifesting yes you have to release the lower level emotional attachment that's right where I really want to say for example when I wanted to attract my husband right I really knew that I was very attached to the kind of person I wanted to be with. I just didn't want to be with any man, right? I had attachments to the kind of person that he would be. And, the, and I wrote down a list of all the qualities and characteristics. I wanted him to be a spiritual person. I wanted him to be love, love animals and children. I wanted him to take care of himself and be conscious in that way, take care of his health and well-being. I mean, there was a scroll. You know, I was like, whoa, a long list of like qualities. And I was attached to a lot of those qualities. Those were deal breakers for me. I was attached to having someone in my life because I wasn't just someone that liked to date here and there. I want to have someone I can share my life with. But where I was detached was how was I going to meet him? When was I going to meet him? You know, the how, the what, the who, the, you know, all of that stuff. Because I even found myself during that time, I would go out, get all dressed up, go with a girlfriend and be like, ooh, am I going to meet him tonight? You know, and and then the end of the night would come and I would be like, oh, I didn't meet him. And I'm like, oh, see, I'm a, I was attached to meeting him tonight. I was attached to now I'm feeling negative emotion. That means that I had an ex- expectation and attachment to meeting him tonight. And I need to trust that the universe knows exactly who the perfect person is at the perfect time. And it, and it did. It happened. I mean, this wonderful man and I were standing in, the, in line together at a personal development um, conference and the first words he ever said to me was, will you be my partner? Because they told us to partner up. And, you know, I, I, w- I couldn't have created or, or orchestrated meeting a man like him that was from, you know, Montreal, Canada. Um, in the space and time that I met him, um, it, it, it's something that I feel that the universe, you know, God has a bird's eye view on our life and knows the right timing. 
And we just have to be in a space of allowing and trusting that, um, you know, God, God is all that is, knows what our desires are. And if we stay in alignment with the possibilities and the potentiality, it will come. Mm. I'm, I'm a true believer of that too. I actually met my husband exactly the same way at a conference and we same had to partner up exactly the same way. That's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. Um, Christy, we always love to ask our women of inspiration if um, – because we love to talk about pain points if businesses in business. Do you have any pain points or, or, or I don't know if you want to call them pain points or anything that sometimes you struggle with business? Anything in particular? In business, um, it's, you know, I think everybody has the same desire when you're in business for yourself, um, when you're an entrepreneur is that, you know, we all want to um, have more clients, we all want to, you know, serve more people. So um, I I wouldn't call it a pain, but it's more of like, how do I, how do I go to a bigger amount of service? You know, how do I, is there a strategy? Is there something I need to do? Is there someone I need to meet? Is there maybe a hole in my, um, on my team as far as what I need to, um, what I need to do as far as the strategy and who could be that person to, um, to, to help with that strategy. So, um, you know, for me, again, it's all about just recognizing the opportunities as, as I've grown and, um, you know, created a multi-million dollar company and, you know, did all that stuff. It's like, there's now other needs and other, um, opportunities to fulfill. And so I think those are the biggest, <coughs> excuse me, the biggest challenges, um, that I have. I'm losing my voice. <coughs> excuse me. So, um, so yeah, that, I okay. think, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, no, that's not, I, I think that's, that's, no, I wouldn't call that a pain point at all. I think there's just another way of how do you expand. And on that, the other thing that we also love to ask is um, if you had to pick one word that best describes your personal brand, what would be that one word for you? Inspirational. Of course, inspirational. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and before we go, I'd love for you to sort of uh, talk to us about your new book. Let, let, let us uh, hear a little bit about your new book. Well, I have a book coming out in September, which is called Quantum Success in Your Career. But the book I think you're talking about is The Art of Having It All. Is that uh, one? Yeah, but I do have here also that you've got a book, The uh, Quantum Success, The Seven Essential Laws of Thriving, Joyous and Prosperous Career. That's it. Yeah, yeah. it's coming out, coming out in a few months. So I'm really excited about that. It's um, how I built my business, how I've done my career. And, and when I started applying um, you know, these universal principles to my career, um, literally my, my, I was getting accolades and bonuses and promotions and finding better jobs and, sorry. Um, and so it's just a way for you to apply the universal laws specifically to your business. Um, whether it's wanting to find a job or wanting to get a promotion or wanting to create your own business or wanting to expand your business, it's going to help you in any aspect of your career. Mm, I love that. And you do also have the art of having it all. Yes. Did you that, want to talk? Sorry. Yeah, sure. No, no, no. Um, yeah. The art of having it all for me is um, just, the, it's just a way of us being able to allow ourselves to think about all the different aspects of our lives, our bodies, our careers, our finances, our relationships, you know, our spiritual connection, you know, every aspect of our lives and to really ask ourselves, you know, what would having it all be for me or what another way of saying is what would I absolutely love? And knowing that it is possible to have, because there's this big controversial, you know, argument that goes on, oh, can women really have it all? And I say, well, why not? 
we're not, you know, anytime we limit ourselves, that doesn't feel good. So why don't we just expand into the potential that we do have and focus on what we would love and allow that to come into our lives? Mm, love it. Absolutely love your energy, love your work, love everything that you do. So as we wrap up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to leave three shiny golden nuggets for our listeners. So they could be like practical exercises or anything like that uh, for our <laughs> listeners. So what would be those three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to leave for them today? Well, I would say the first one is, am I feeling good or am I feeling bad? And if you're feeling bad, you're in lack. And because lack always feels bad, abundance always feels good. So that's the first thing is having that awareness of where you are. The second thing would be to ask yourself those questions. What do I want? Why do I want it? And how do I want to feel? And then the third piece would be the third, you know, thing that you could do is take some time each day, you know, several times throughout the day, because it takes like Abraham says, it takes about 68 seconds to completely shift your vibration, actually 17 seconds to shift your vibration, but 68 seconds to get law of attraction to start the momentum in a different direction. So when you can settle into yourself and conjure up that feeling of whatever it is you want, whether it's success or abundance or connection or love or joy, freedom, whatever it is for you, when you can take that time throughout the day to make sure you're in alignment with that feeling that's what you will then experience in your life. And you, that's when you start attracting things that mirror or reflect that. Mm, I love it. Thank you so very much. I love all three of them. Christy, what would be the best place for our listeners to find you? You can go to christywhitman.com. And so if you're interested in becoming a coach, there's information there on how to do that. If you're interested in just learning more about these universal laws, every week I, I give a, um, a, a, a free video um, show that I do called the quantum success show where I help everybody get inspired and give them information on how to apply these universal laws in their life. Mm, I love it. Thank you so, so very much for coming on the show. You've been more than inspirational and I love everything that you spoke about. Definitely inspired me and I'm sure you're going to be inspiring all of our listeners and I'm sure they'll be reaching out too. So thank you once again for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Catherine. I really appreciate you inviting me and I appreciated this time together. Thank you. Thanks so much. That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you. And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift. Where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care of yourself.